the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Monday. Good to have you. Happy to tell you. This is a special report for the Dave Elfrick Show. Breaking news. I, along with Jan Morgan, will Thursday be at Dallas, Texas, ready to bring you everything that's happening up until the Donald Trump rally that's occurring in Dallas. Uh, We'll be leaving Wednesday. We will broadcast 2 to 6 on Thursday, and then we will travel back on Friday. Keeping costs down, yours truly is driving. Of course, the way I drive, it's just a little bit slower uh, than a Southwest airliner. Uh, So anyway, I... (laughs) It's true. I'll be be traveling... Uh, and on Wednesday. So best of Wednesday, I think Joe and Duck will come in and do their show live from 4 to 5. They'll they'll do it live. So Because Joe can sit in my seat and do that without it, you know, falling off a log. So he'll be here. He's He's been doing this show in this, in this uh, you know, market 17 years. I've been here 20. Of course, he doesn't do it every day. He does one hour a week, but that's okay. He still knows what he's doing. Okay, you do the addition, you know, 52 times 17, and that's, you know, how many hours he's done that Wednesday show. So it's um, a great show. Bottom line, um, we're excited, to say the least, to go down and be part of of this whole uh, event that's going to be happening in Dallas. And I'm going to, oh, I'm going to blow my horn just... And Elizabeth will tell you, I'm not a horn blower. I'm not one of those people not that usually. You don't have to, Mister Day. And I try not to, to to brag. My father was notorious about bragging. He hated it, and uh, Talk he you in, will. he instilled this in me. Uh, and and the key was you let what you do speak loud enough that you don't have to speak for yourself. But I'm going to speak for myself this time just to say, because you would not know it unless I tell you, my show is the only show in Arkansas on the radio that I I don't know if television or hanged. I'm sure they'll go down and cover maybe. But the bottom line is uh, the only show, radio show, that's going. We're the only one that will be on the uh, on Radio Row, so we're going down to do it. Uh, I want to I want to thank Jan. I want to thank uh, Karen Boyd. I want to thank a lot of different people, but we'll do that as the week goes on. Uh, get ready to start hearing promos. Uh, 
probably tomorrow afternoon about us going and then we're getting everything ready to make the trip we got a lot of work to get it done but i'm excited about it this is going to give you something to do uh i how late can you stay today there miss uh ma'am i'll be here till four sir okay well that's good because i just got a, a a hit from uh my other guest that comes in on Mondays, Robert Steinbach, Rob. and he can't come today because oh. today is a Jewish holiday. I'm trying to think what is today. It's it is a it is I'm sorry, a holiday. Is it, I talked. I I know. I know it was. It's Tabernacles. I know. Is it Tabernacles? It's part of Shakot. Yeah, because you 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 get ready by by doing a week's kind of getting together and getting things ready for Shakot. Start looking inside yourself, start shaking uh, things off that aren't godly. So I'm sure that that's... You're right. Yeah, I just got an answer, and uh, Robert says, today. yep, 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 that's exactly, it's about Shakot. it's about tabernacles. Okay, yep. yesterday was a great uh, uh, sermon from... Scott over at Agape. I went to Agape yesterday, not my home church. I went to see here Scott preach about the Festival of Tabernacles. Very, very interesting. And why the Christian church doesn't understand that that's all about God's presence. It's all about God's presence. And, uh, and, and and we've ignored it, and I'll talk more about it tomorrow because I want to talk to Scott about it some on the air. Tomorrow, don't forget, very special show, four hours with the Bible guys. We won't do that very often, but uh, I told them I wanted to do four hours. We have gotten, since uh, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, we have a ton of questions. I, I've got 11 pages of questions from listeners. If you want to send a question uh, to be asked tomorrow's show uh, with the Bible guys, it's uh, BibleGuys at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R dot com. Be sure to send it to me so that I can ask the guys on the air tomorrow. Three o'clock hour, I believe we will have a rabbi on with us, a messianic uh, or messianic um Rabbi, that means he's a rabbi, but he's a Jewish believer in Jesus. So he'll have some very interesting things to say, I'm sure, during the show tomorrow. So we'll be talking to him, and then uh, Scott's going to be here, Steve's going to be here, and Billy is going to be here. So will be talking about Sukkot, too. Yeah, oh yeah, right I'll be asking about Sukkot. Right in the middle of it. And we'll start off talking about Sukkot. All right, so... That's a couple of big announcements to start off today. Four-hour Bible Guys tomorrow, Thursday, live from Dallas, only Arkansas radio station and show to broadcast live from the President's Rally. Now, we won't broadcast the President's Rally. You watch that on television. We will be there from 2 to 6, so... Who knows who will be there? Gosh, you're going to see all kinds of folks. Let me let me throw out something about watching that rally in the evening. You do not have to watch Fox News to watch that rally. Is it on? Some folks are not aware. Go to YouTube. Do a search. 
what on about Trump's C-SPAN? rally today. Does C-SPAN cover them? Well, gosh, everybody from PBS, CBS, Fox, local networks, uh, there are four or five independents. That One's called Golden State. One's called Right Side Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. You can go to YouTube and see what I call direct video without all the commentary. And if you pick what I call one of the off brands, <laughs> you actually can hear the crowd instead of them dampening down the sound where you can't tell where they're you know, yelling and chanting. There's a lot you of can actually there. hear it as if you're actually there. Uh, right side broadcasting will go and do interviews and talk to people all the while. Uh, we like Golden State. I don't know. I feel like they will Who be broadcasting. Is it's Are just, they out of California? I think they may be, but they have done live broadcasts on YouTube for er- almost every one of his rallies. I enjoy watching it because you can start the minute they start broadcasting, which is usually maybe an hour or more ahead of time. So you get to hear the playlist. You get to hear the music. You get to look. They show the whole room repeatedly. You can just kind of feel almost like you're there. Hmm. Much more fun and much better coverage than you will see on network television. Go to YouTube, search for Trump's Rally Today, and watch one of those other channels. It's a lot more fun. I like C-SPAN, too. C-SPAN's pretty good. All C-SPAN does is they let you see... You decide what you what you. Yeah, what that's why hearing. I like these independents. They pretty much just stick stick the camera up, and you get to see what's going on. But I like the fact they don't dampen the sound down. What's that other news site now that's out there? You tell me about this all the time. But, uh, not just it's not Fox News. Oh, One America News. One America yes. News. Oh yes, O-A-N. One America News. O A N. If you have a Roku, you have a uh, let's see Amazon Fire Stick. Any of these plug-in gizmos for your television that has the built-in apps. You should be able to find One American News. Now, it is a subscription service. Cost me a whole $5.30 a month. That's with tax here in Arkansas. It's four ninety nine. Very inexpensive. Great coverage. Oh, by the way, they are slanted. They're slanted pro-Trump. Yeah, I'm it's sure awesome. they are. Okay. They don't have a lot of commercials because it's self-funded. What they do instead of running commercials is you'll see a little 30-second history lesson or some sort of little informational piece about history or something going on today. It's very great coverage. Okay, well, speaking of history, and I may replay this first hour in my last hour, just to let you know, Zach, we might replay it, because I'm going to give you some history. Zach, you know that the churches in America are tax-exempt organizations, correct? Correct. Okay, do you know why? Do you know the history of it? No, I don't. It goes all all the way back to the Roman Empire. But you didn't know that. I did not know that. Okay, because our our founding fathers were big on history. They knew their history. So let let me bring everybody up to date about this because I got a lot of uh, audio today dealing with that uh, direct subject with uh, Beto, as you know, Beto threatened, threatened churches here just last week. In fact, I think I got that piece of audio. We can play it for you real fast here. Cut number eight. Listen here. You have of late been adding to the marketplace of ideas on the Democratic side. The latest uh, one is vowing to revoke the tax-exempt status of religious institutions that oppose same-sex marriage. That would include colleges, churches, and charities. First, how would you do that? Because the federal government can't just, you know, dole out punishments on theological grounds. Don't bet on it. To be clear, you are free to believe anything that you want to in this country. 
to no, associate with whom you please, no, to practice your not. faith as you best see fit, but you are not allowed to discriminate against people in this country, to violate their civil rights or their human rights. And so what I'm talking about is making sure that we follow the letter, the letter and the spirit of the law, and that as president, I will sign into law the Equality Act to make sure that we do not deny the civil rights and the human rights of any of our fellow Americans based on their sexual orientation or their gender identity. And, and this is not a new concept in American life. We know that Bob Jones University, a religious, nonprofit, tax-exempt institution, had its tax-exempt status revoked for denying entry and equal treatment to African-American students. So that's the analogy that I see today. If, if any institution, if any nonprofit organization is going to deny services or equal treatment under the law to gay Americans or members of the LGBTQ community, then they're going to be breaking the law and we will hold them accountable. And if they persist, we will withdraw their tax-exempt status. So that is how you would thread the needle, because I'm sure you understand there's a lot of concern that a policy like that, even people of good conscience who agree with you on the underlying point, that conservative black churches, mosques, uh, Islamic organizations, Orthodox Jewish communities, a number of religiously affiliated HBCUs, they could all lose their tax-exempt status under such a plan. To be specific, the way that you practice your religion or your faith uh, within that mosque or that temple or synagogue or church, that, that is your business and not the government's business. But when you are providing services in the public sphere, say higher education or health care or adoption services, and you discriminate or deny equal treatment under the law based on someone's skin color or ethnicity or gender or sexual orientation, then we have a problem. And in my understanding and reading of the Civil Rights Act, that's against the law today. Certainly it will be for members of the LGBTQ community once we sign into law the Equality Act. And again, with the president of Bob Jones University, if one of these nonprofit institutions were to persist in that kind of discriminant treatment of our fellow Americans, we would look at revoking their tax-exempt status. All right. Let's think about this for a moment. <clears throat> what? And Because Beto don't want you to think. He just wants... You've added all these new topics to the marketplace of thought in the Democratic Party, Beto, as the uh, host of the show said. And let's talk about this one. The reason that Brown University got in trouble is because they broke the Civil Rights Act of 1963. All right? They broke federal law what did they just argue in front of the supreme court last week the supreme court heard arguments about the civil rights act of 1963 and should be and should lgbtqrstuvwxyz should they should Adam and transgenders be included? Are they included? And the answer, I think, what the um, Supreme Court will say is no. Because it's not up to the Supreme Court to make law. It's up to the Supreme Court to say, as the law is written, 
is it constitutional or unconstitutional? Well, now you're asking about the Constitution itself, and the Constitution does not deal with gay, lesbian uh, folks, nor with uh, trans uh, gender. The only way that can happen is if Congress would push for them to be included in the Civil Rights Act of 1963. Change the legislation. And change the legislation. So don't expect it to happen. Now, Beto is saying that if I were president, and his chances of being elected president, (laughs) zero to nil, (laughs) um, it's not going to happen. He's saying that he would pass a equality law and put it on the books. Now, you do that, he must know that it will be challenged by every conservative religious organization in this country. I'm not so sure that if he were elected and tried to start that, that that wouldn't be a very big spark that would start something bigger than just a lot of protesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just... But let's go back and talk about uh, the history of churches and taxes. Where are we? Excuse me, as far as that's concerned. U.S. churches received an official federal income tax exemption back in 1894, and they had, of course, been unofficially exempt uh, from taxes since the country's founding. So we're talking 200-plus years that this has been in effect. So this is just another part of our culture that the left wants to turn completely we're on its get ear and that. take away. I'm gonna, we're we're going to get into that, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth. Uh, all 50 U.S. states and the District of Columbia exempt churches from paying property tax. Donations to churches are also tax-deductible. The debate continues over over whether or not these tax benefits should be retained. And then, like I said, the argument uh, before was that uh, a tax exemption keeps the government out of church finances and thus upholds the separation of church and state. They say uh, that churches deserve a tax break because they provide crucial social services and that uh, church tax exemptions have been in place for over 200 years without turning America into a theocracy. Now, the other side uh, has said just the opposite. They use the exact same uh, argument here that it's because uh, of uh, you know separation of church and state that there shouldn't be any exemptions uh, to churches. Hmm. This goes back, just so you'll know, the tax exemption for churches is traced back to the Roman Empire when Constantine, who was the emperor of Rome back from 306 to 337, granted the Christian church a complete exemption from all forms of taxation following his uh, supposed conversion to Christianity back in 312. Church property used for religious purposes was also tax-exempt in medieval England based on the rationale 
that the church relieved the state of some governmental functions and therefore deserved the benefit in return. The English Statute of Charitable Uses of 1601 included churches along with all other charitable institutions formed the basis of our modern tax exemption for charities that used to be there. The Trump tax return got rid of a lot of that. Uh, By the time of the American Revolution, nine of the 13 original colonies were giving some kind of tax relief to churches. In 1777, Virginia officially enacted an exemption from paying property tax to houses for divine worship. New York followed in 1799. Congress exempted all churches in the District of Columbia from paying property tax in 1870. During the 19th century, opposition to churches retaining property tax exemptions was expressed by at least three U.S. presidents. Madison, believe it or not, Madison was one of them, Garfield and Ulysses S. Grant. President Grant submitted a 900-foot-long petition containing 35,000 signatures to Congress in 1875 demanding that churches and other ecclesiastical property shall be no longer exempt from taxation. Why would he do that? Could have been that they needed to pay for the Civil War. Grant told Congress that in 1850, the church properties in the U.S., which paid no taxes, municipal or state, amounted to about $83 million. In 1860, the amount had doubled. In 1875, it is about $1 billion. By 1900, without check, it is safe to say this property reaches a sum exceeding $3 billion. So the federal... Can you imagine the federal government says sees three billion dollars? They want part of it. I'm just well, letting I was you know. say. What do you think this has to do with the money? And that's exactly what it's all about. <laughs> all right, we'll take more uh, a break here, and I think this will take us to the news. And then after the news, Elizabeth and I will be back, and I want you to hear uh, some other people and what they had to say about what Beto said here on the Dave Ellswick show. All right, so more interesting information for you you're listening at five o'clock i'm talking about this at two o'clock but the bottom line is this we're going to go do the trump rally thursday in dallas i've invited jan morgan to go along with me and co-host because she's a huge trump supporter women for trump yeah i mean that's big 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 deal that she's got going on so going to take her along with us And I was just given two huge thumbs up that we will have a phone line there. Plus, we will, and and look, that's a big deal just because, uh, you know, we got a a media card, but when you're going to have probably 25,000 people around you using their cell phones, uh, that causes problems. More than that. Yeah, so we're, uh, they're going to give us a, a solid line that we can plug into our, what we have is called a Comrex, so that we can broadcast back here to the station. It will sound just like I'm still sitting here in the studio. And also, I was just guaranteed an uh, Ethernet line, which means not only will you be able to listen, you're going to be able to watch it. <laughs> You're going to watch it like you do when uh, you're watching the uh, what's going on as far as 
uh, my show daily from the studio on Facebook Live. So the Dave Ellswick Show on Facebook.com will be live from Dallas on Thursday. That, uh, that's to let you know that on Wednesday and Friday, there will be no live feed on Facebook Live because I won't be here. Because the equipment will be in your car. <laughs> Here's When I do that, you can do like this. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Dave's, Dave's not, not here. here. I'm just letting you know. Okay. That's going to be the case on uh, Wednesday and Friday. But All right, you can so, still tune in and hear lots of good best of Dave. Yes, yeah, good stuff. Good You'll probably stuff. hear stuff, uh, extra replays of some of the stuff that we'll do tomorrow during the four hours of the uh, of the Bible guys. Uh, maybe last uh, week's uh, show that uh, half hour I know that we did with uh, Congressman French Hill. Oh, French Hill. Yeah, we got Chris, Chris Ann, Ann Hall. Hall. We can have her on. I mean, a lot of lots. Of, there's missed it. Whenever you miss one of my shows, you miss a lot. You, I'm <laughs> honk honk. Dave Ellswick honking his horn here, just to let you know. I work hard to give you exceptional shows here on 101.1. It's not a caller-driven show anymore. I do a lot of intensive sound from the newsmakers interviews i mean bill o'reilly we had him on here just recently uh chris ann hall was excellent also here every wednesday by phone from washington dc it's congressman french hill thursday was supposed to start this thursday will now have to be next thursday uh the new uh, person who's working for the governor and uh, that of course is uh, Katie Beck so she'll be joining us JR has been doing a great job coming in and and being part of the show and he wants to continue to be part of the show and I like having him as part of the show so on the top of that we're just going to keep it coming to you okay just want you to know going to keep it coming to you all right so you heard Beto say Churches that oppose same-sex marriage should have their tax-exempt status revoked. I disagree with that. Albert Moeller from the Southern Baptist Convention, he says, hey, you know, you're hearing Beto say this, but all the Democrats believe this. Cut one. Coming back to Beto O'Rourke, if anything, we should acknowledge his candor in answering the question as he did ready with the simple word yes to strip even churches and religious institutions of their tax-exempt status, we need to remember that the first Chief Justice of the United States made very clear that the power to tax is the power to destroy. That's really what's at stake here. And furthermore, you have the insinuation on the part of O'Rourke that a tax exemption is some kind of privilege extended to churches and to Christian or religious institutions by a government that otherwise would have every right to charge them taxes. That's a complete misunderstanding of the American constitutional order, but it's really interesting to see that there were some who were extremely troubled by Beto O'Rourke's statement. Not so much on the part of many that he didn't say what they themselves believe, 
but that they recognize he let the cat out of the bag. Just the way he did Whoops. about going out and confiscating your AR-15 and AK-47. He's saying what the Democrats really believe. I'm just telling you. He's saying what the Dems really believe. If you belong to the Democratic Party and you're a Christ follower, number one, why? But number two, even why more so when you have one of their people who are running for you know, the nomination saying that he'll take away churches, tax-exempt statuses. You brought up something that I thought was interesting. I was mentioning that this goes all the way back to the Roman Empire, then it got into the English law, and then moved into the founding of our nation. And you said, this is them trying to change the status quo. It's another area where they have taken everything we've had in our culture everything that america stands for and that we're built upon and they basically are just turning it upside down for their own purposes to turn us into a socialist country i guess so do you know who agrees with you the attorney general oh attorney general Barr. here's Mm. what he had to say about that cut number five among the militant secularists are many so-called progressives but where is the progress We are told we are living in a post-Christian era, but what has replaced the Judeo-Christian moral system? What is it that can fill the spiritual void in the hearts of the individual person? And what is the system of values that can sustain human social life? The fact is that no secular creed has emerged capable of performing the role of religion. This is not decay. This is organized destruction. Secularists and their allies have marshaled all the forces of mass communication, popular culture, the entertainment industry, and academia in an unremitting assault on religion and traditional values. Law school. There you go. Where was he talking? He was speaking at Notre Dame Law School. Mm. Uh, late last week or on, I'm not sure when, I saw it over the weekend, looked forever for the entire speech. Unfortunately, it was behind closed doors. Wow. So I wonder where the clip came from, because there is a video clip out there. We're mm. looking for it, so we can put it on your page. Yeah. I think he was very strong. I'd love to hear what else he had to say. That was very interesting, what he had to say. Now, I did say that other Democrats feel the same way, uh, and so did Moeller. Okay, Moeller, by the way, is with Southern Baptist. Uh, folks, uh, the the, uh, committee, and uh, Buttigieg, right? It's Edgeage, Buttigieg. Buttigieg, all right? He went after Beto on this one. Here's what he had to say, cut 12. Uh, Your 2020 opponent, Beto O'Rourke, said at the CNN forum on LGBTQ rights on Thursday night that he thinks religious institutions that do not hire or provide services to LGBTQ people Uh, such as uh, charities or colleges, even churches, that they should lose their tax-exempt status. Do you agree with that? I agree that anti-discrimination law ought to be applied to all institutions, but the idea that you're going to strip churches of their tax-exempt status if they haven't found their way toward blessing same-sex marriage, uh, I'm not sure he understood the implications of what he was saying. I mean, uh, that means going to war not only with churches, but I would think with mosques and a lot of organizations that uh, may not have the same view of various religious principles that I do, but also because of the separation of church and state, uh, 
are uh, acknowledged as nonprofits in this country. Uh, so if we want to talk about anti-discrimination law for a, uh, a school or an organization, absolutely. They should not be able to discriminate. But going after the tax exemption of, uh, of churches, uh, Islamic centers, or other religious facilities in this country, I think that's just going to deepen the divisions that we're already experiencing at a moment when we're actually seeing more and more people motivated often by compassion and by people they love moving in the right direction on LGBTQ rights, which is obviously extremely important to me personally. Mayor Pupil, thanks so much for your time. Yeah. We appreciate so it. So that's what he had to say about it. Of course, he was saying basically what I just said. How are you going to go after them unless it's LGBTQ and transgender and all the rest of them are added to the civil rights law in 1963. I don't see how you can. I'm with you. They're not breaking the law. They're not. I can't understand. And and that's what Buttigieg said. He said there's no federal law. So he went into talking about you can't break it if it's a federal law. And, you know, then then you can go and say you, you've got to do it. But he even stopped there saying, I don't think you take away their tax exempt status. I think a couple of them are smarter than Mr. Beto is. <laughs> well, you got to figure. You know, you know, I mean, this is the guy doing. that puts the videos up of his teeth cleaning. I mean, really, do we want someone of that intellect to be like president he, of our country? He talked about courage, and then he, he showed himself getting a flu shot. Yeah. I mean, Come on. really? We want somebody like that as head of our country. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> guess. All right. So enough about uh, this whole thing dealing with churches and tax-exempt status. And I would think that, you know, you got federal taxes, then you've got state taxes and local taxes and all the rest of the taxes that are out there. Uh, even though, even if the federal government came after churches, don't expect all the states to. Now, some of the real blue ones might, but I would think that the red states, you'd have a war on your hands if you tried to do that. That's what I meant earlier when I said I don't think people – people are on the edge right now. People are very upset. They're riled up. It's not going to take much to push that a little over the edge, and people are not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Not going to take it. This is what our revolution was about. We believe in yeah. freedom in this country, and I think most people here understand that. And you know what else we believe in? Taxes that shouldn't be happening if you don't have representation. (laughs) And there's a lot of that going on now. And, I mean, look, there was a big historical event that was over just a stamp tax. All right? That's when they started throwing the tea in the harbor. And that wasn't a big deal. I'm just telling you, that, that added up to a... A hill of beans, to be honest with We you. had a revolution, and I'm not sure about the timeline, but it sure hasn't been for over 240 years that we've been running a country a certain way, and all of a sudden now everybody wants to turn it upside down. Yeah. I don't yeah. think people are going to sit still for it, Dave. Yeah, I don't think they will either. Okay, so let, what do you, I guess the other big thing is a, a story that's been out, and nobody's been paying any attention to it, or maybe if they have, we haven't heard a lot about it because we're hearing so much about this impeachment thing. All right. The latter. 
Yeah. That's that all the news is. wants to talk about. So when I come back, let's talk about, you know, they, they're going after the president. And Schiff now says there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. No, because they have gotten up this morning and decided that they're going to go after this man, and it doesn't no matter, matter what. what it is. That's exactly right. That's that's exactly what it is. And I'll play that by Schiff, by the way, him saying that. <laughs> I, I don't want you to think that I'm not like Adam Schiff. I don't make stuff <laughs> up, okay? I'll play it for creative you. Creative so, readings. Yeah, yes. so you could hear. Yeah, I'm not going to give you a cr- my creative uh, take on it. Uh, we'll be back, and we'll have Adam Schiff for you, and I'll have uh, Rand Paul for you as well because he brings up four democratic senators durbin's one of them quid pro quo can you say, say yeah it let's let's hear what they had to say when we come back on the dave ellswick show okay so uh adam shift head of the intelligence committee if i'm not mistaken that's where all of this has taken place with the impeachment uh came out and said there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. You don't believe that, I, you know, that means that, you know, we're not going <laughs> to give you your money uh, from our government for your uh, weapons that you need to protect yourself against Russia unless you investigate Biden and, and, and Biden, okay? That Back was, to the creative reading. Okay, so, yes, that's a creative reading, all right? <laughs> that's a quid pro quo, okay? Now, Adam Schiff, and that's been the, the whole thing from the very beginning. They've been saying there was a quid pro well, quo Well, Dave, there. as soon as we, you know, Trump released the transcript, we knew there was no quid, quid pro, pro quo. quo. So now they have to find a different thing to say. Well, they So have, they tried a couple, now they're working on this okay, one. Okay, so listen to what Schiff has to say here. Go. I want to get to the other big topic, um, and that is the impeachment inquiry that you are leading. Do you see this widening? Well, we're keeping our focus uh, right now on the president's coercion of an ally, that is Ukraine, to uh, create these sham investigations into his political opponent. Um, We have discovered in very short order not only uh, the contents of that call, but also the preparatory work that went into that call, uh, the effort to condition something the Ukrainian president deeply sought, and that was a meeting with the president uh, to establish that this new president of Ukraine uh, had a powerful patron, the president of the United States, that was of vital importance to Ukraine, was being conditioned on digging up dirt on the Bidens. So you see that? as the quid pro quo, not just the military aid. First of all, there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. Um, But it is clear already, I think, from the text messages that this meeting that the Ukraine president sought was being conditioned on their willingness to interfere in the U.S. election to help the president. Uh, That is a terrible abuse of the president's power. Now, whether that abuse goes further, uh, that is the withholding of military aid also as leverage, Mm -hmm. there's certainly strong indications that that is true as well. uh, And we're going to get to the bottom of it. But here you have a president of the United States abusing his power to the detriment of our national security um, and doing so to get yet another foreign country to intervene in our election. It's hard to imagine uh, more of a corruption of his office Mm -hmm. than that. All right. Corruption of the president's office. Well, what about if senior Democratic senators were doing the exact same thing earlier? Were they undermining our, you know, um, country's national defense? 
Rand Paul wants to ask some questions about that because the senator sent a letter to the president of the Ukraine telling him to back off on the Biden investigation before, this is before the president's call. So there was already an investigation underway. Back off or don't be expecting any nice things from the Democrats in the Senate. Right, Rand Paul? You want an investigation into a letter three of your fellow colleagues in the Senate wrote to Ukraine uh, trying to dig up some stuff, what, a year, year and a half ago? I think the only thing consistent about the whole discussion of people threatening Ukrainian aid is that everybody seems to be doing it Mm -hmm. on both sides. But it can't really be one side of there accusing the president of doing it. Well, Joe Biden threatened the aid. And then three senators wrote a letter to the Ukrainian government. They said, if you don't continue investigating Trump and help the Mueller investigation, we may pull back on your aid. So it sounds like everybody and their brother is threatening Ukrainian aid. So we can't have two standards. Democrats get to threaten Ukrainian aid. Nothing happens to them. Now they want to impeach a president over this. Mm -hmm. I think it's looking more and more like it's just a very much a partisan attack. There you go. I agree. Smells like, walks like. Senator Paul, I agree with you. And understand, if they did not invest, this is about a year and a half ago, if they did not investigate President Trump, not Biden, President Trump, we rest our case here, all right? If you can't see through this, I can't help you, all right? It just means you hate Trump so much you don't, the truth don't matter to you. And the truth of the matter is <coughs> the uh, Democrats have been at this far longer than the president. And I don't think the president – look, I think the president has every right in the world after the Russian investigation that was done. And I'm hoping that this thing coming out about the, uh, the, the court that's out there, the FISA court, comes out we find out the truth about that and and that uh damn dossier that's out there and that hillary clinton was behind it and uh maybe she'll go away and hide in a corner uh where she needs to hide for the rest of her life and never show her freaking face ever again the bottom line is this uh the president i believe has every right to try to get to the bottom of that of who was behind it the media may not want to do it but the government needs to find out who put them up to all that bs well and two things number one they're acting like ukraine's a big surprise all of a sudden if you go online and look around you'll find out that our government that would be the democrats that have been in charge till trump came along has been messing around with ukraine there is so much corruption coming in and out of that country it's ridiculous so there's that. And whenever the sorry, whenever the Democrats accuse anybody on our side of anything, what you need to do is immediately start looking at them because we have shown repeatedly with facts that what they accuse Trump of is exactly exactly. I mean, down to the people and the situations and everything what they are doing. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk about this. Because Elizabeth's exactly right. More coming your way on the Dave Ellswick Show.
You did stop. You did a good job. <laughs> really good job. We I'll tell you what we were talking about. <laughs> we were talking about Shep leaving That's right. Fox News. All right. When Very I, suddenly. Now I gotta let you know, when I think of Shep, I think of the three stooges. All right. I'm just letting you know. All <laughs> because right. Because of the name. That's a, yeah, because just because of the name. All right. You know, when Curly wasn't around, it was it always was Shep. Shep. That's right. All right. So Now how many of you out there know that? Uh huh. Yeah. You, you hang around me long yeah, enough, I'm just yeah. saying. But the bottom line was, there was a story, over, I think it was Mediate, in fact. I, th- I said CNN, but it was Mediate, which I wouldn't believe anything they wrote, no matter what. And now they're talking uh-uh. about Martha <laughs> McCallum and Brett Baer and all these, uh, the, the big news people at Fox are meeting behind closed doors because they're upset about uh, about Shep about, leaving, about, yeah, about Shep leaving, and and Trump is calling, you know, blah blah, and all this. Don't believe a word of that. I'm just telling you right now. You know, don't believe a word of that. You have to understand. CNN and and Fox are in the same boat. They do, they do some news shows. All right. But there's although, not enough although news. Although I will say that CNN doesn't do news much anymore unless you no. go headline news, isn't it? Just just not to change the subject, but if you watch One America News and then you've been watching Fox, you're going to be totally shocked and surprised at all the things going on in the world that you don't hear about on Fox or CNN because they don't give you the news. They're not really. They're covering. Here's, here's the problem with news. And Paley knew this. Who's Paley? Wow, now I got to do some history. Paley's the guy who started CBS News. All right, uh, he, to be honest, he was the man. You want to read a good biography? Read about Paley. He built CBS at the time to be the greatest news organization on television. He's the guy that hired Walter Cronkite, basically. And didn't realize that Walter was as as left leaning as he was until later, you know. But anyway, Paley was very big on doing white papers and things of that nature. A white paper was a documentary, is basically what it was. And CBS would do those consistently. I think one of the the better ones they did was about uh, the uh, migrant lettuce pickers in California. They did a good white paper on that one time. But just know that Paley would be looking at news today and freaking out because he knew news for the most part was a money loser. It was a money loser. You couldn't, there wasn't a lot of advertising for the most part that you could sell around it. 
Now, local television understands that that's where your money has to come from, is from local programming, and the majority of local programming is your local news department, which causes a problem. It causes a problem nationally. It causes a problem uh, locally, because nationally they started looking at the local people and said, why can't we make money like them? And so it became a commercial commodity. So the reason you may not see some of the stories on Fox uh, is because they don't think you, for the most part, are interested in them. Now, that decision's got to be made not only as far as monetarily, but also uh, time-wise, because you have to decide how much time are you going to to uh, give to uh, maybe a uh, an important but not on anybody's front burner uh, legislative story versus uh, you got some group up in northwest Arkansas that screwed up a bunch of adoptions. And what are they going to do about that? A lot more human interest in that adoption story than maybe in that that uh, uh, story coming out of the legislature. So that's a, something that's always argued about. And news people sit down usually early in the morning and the uh, the people sit down and they argue about it. That's what they do. However, I know for a fact here locally when they had some, the problem with the tires on the uh, Ford Escort. Was the Escort? No. It was an SUV. I don't remember what vehicle. The Ford SUV. And they were blowing out and the cars were overturning and stuff. That a news director here locally was told, back off of that or we're going to lose a lot of money from, from an Ford. advertiser from you know Ford and whatnot, and so they backed off of it, and it was all about money. Well, that's what's happened now with the three big ABC, NBC, CBS, not and just now them. and now Fox and CNN and all the rest. Secondly, those stations on cable twenty four seven. 365 a year have to feed the beast. The beast is content. You got to have content to continue to keep your eyes on their channel. So they went from just doing news. We have, uh, remember when Fox used to have uh, the ladies do the news before all of the, the talk shows? First five minutes was news, and that's not there anymore. Now they go directly to the shows. It's uh, all opinion. It's all opinion. But not all of the shows. Some of the shows on Fox aren't opinion. They're news. A few. Yeah, a few. A it's very a very few. few and they're right? getting less, fewer every but day. They're, but they're getting more opinionated all the time because why? That's what sells. I'm just Clicks. telling you. Clicks. That's what sells. It's called clickbait. That's what sells. For a reason. And CNN has done this forever. They've just picked the wrong side of the political spectrum to zero in on. And so they don't make as much money. They don't have as many eyeballs. 
all of the necessary measuring from Nielsen shows that they trail Fox hugely, huge. I just wonder how that may change as Fox continues to change its programming more and more to the liberal side. Did you know that Ryan, uh, the Speaker of the House... I know, I know, I you know. know. Is on the board at uh, Fox? Yeah, yeah. I just read that last week. For those who didn't know, that's where he went when he left Congress. Yeah, he went. To he Fox. sits on the board of Fox News Corp. Okay, so that's something to keep in mind mm-hmm. as you watch Fox. That's why somebody like One News Net, uh, One One American One News American News O A N O A N may find a niche. Now, if they're going to find the niche that they're hoping to find, I will tell you they need to get off of Roku or wherever they're at and get on a much bigger platform. They're growing apparently pretty exponentially over the last, say, couple of years, year and a half. It is owned by a man named Robert Herring. Owned by. That's where the money comes from. He does very little advertising. If you watch OANN, you know what I'm talking about. I believe that's part of why and how he avoids this uh, contamination, let's call it, from the ad sales. you have to step forward and advertise and let people know about it. Well, again, he's doing it. I'm I'm kind of jumping out there. He's doing it with subscriptions, okay? He's making his money by having people buy his broadcast Mm -hmm. individually. Um, Newsmax went that way. Mark Levin went that way. The Blaze TV has gone that direction. Uh, we're seeing more and more of that. And well, I wonder Blaze TV and Mark Levin. They're together, converge. but they still are separate brands as well. But these are all subscription services. And I wonder how much it's interesting. Well, we could change the subject to something different. I don't want to do that. We, yeah, go ahead. It, well, it, as as the conservative point of view has been made less and less popular, number one, less and less available, number two, on most available media outlets. Not necessarily outlets. in that order. Yeah. So what's happened is we've got these, not really underground, but they're subscription services, and I call them one-on-one. You know, when I sign on to OANN through my Roku, you know, I've bought that subscription. I'm getting that news. It's a smaller market, I would think, and a little pretty difficult, I imagine, to, to reach the same numbers that you could reach by selling those ads on the clickbait uh, 24-hour Trump impeachment channels. So it's a harder way to go. But I have been very interested to see the coverage on Newsmax as well, by the way. Newsmax, One America News. Uh, yeah, they're slanted. You need to know that everything you're hearing out there, folks, is propaganda one way or the other these days. It seems. I mean, right. it is. It just is. So I mean, pick the, the, your propaganda the, the, and look for the facts. Do your own reporting. You, it's the same way when you watch ABC, NBC, CBS. They slant their stories to fit what they believe the eyes that watch their newscasts will watch their newscasts. Because you sell advertising on what the content is on your show. I mean, it, it is no, it's no surprise, nor is it any kind of secret that we sell my show as, guess what, conservative talk And show. here's the facts. F-A-C-T-S. Here's the facts. This is the real scoop. That's, that's what's going on with these other networks. They're going after stuff that's not real for – it's emotional, and it gets everybody all excited, yep. which gets more eyeballs, and the eyeballs translate to dollars for ads. When you watch, Do you really want to be part of that? Well, when you watch the local news, how many s- stories – 
are what we would call soft news. In other words, it's not hard news anymore. Uh-uh. It's stories about the un uh, the unwed mother trying to meet make it on a ten dollar an hour job. Right. Think, I mean, just, yeah, there's always a purpose. That's what it what it is now. It and is that, and it it's there to more to pull your heartstrings. And and if you're watching, this is what you ought to ask yourself when you hear one of those stories is, what are they doing? The one you just mentioned, they're looking for $15 an an hour wages. There's a reason behind all of this propaganda, and that's exactly what it is. You you ever heard of the Smith-Munt Act, M-U-N-D-T? Uh-huh. Obama repealed it in 2012, I believe it was. This was the legislation that prevented the U.S. government from using propaganda on our own citizens. Mm-hmm. But in his wisdom, Obama repealed it. And when did the fake news really start up? Think about this. It's about that same time. It, uh, and that it and really the 24-hour news up cycle. with the Affordable Care Act. Well, yes. I'm just saying. That was in 2010 <laughs> remember and 11. When, remember when you could keep your physician if you wanted your physician? Hmm? You remember that? No, those that? are just lies, Dave. That's not fake news. That's just lies. Yeah, well, they didn't tell Propaganda. you that. Yes, propaganda. They didn't call Obama out on it. We don't have that kind of news any longer. I don't know that there is. Like I say, even, you know, I have to be honest, One America News and Newsmax, and those guys are slanted our direction. Yeah. Okay? I mean, they are. I'm not sure with our economy being the way it is and those sorts of things that anybody could try to, I don't know how it would work. How'd you get out there and just kind of say the hard news? I don't know how that would work in today's world. It wouldn't get the eyeballs. That's exactly what Paley understood. Get the eyeballs. That's what Paley understood. It's a lost leader. That's what he said. Basically, it's a lost leader. It's like how they do what how they used to do milk. Now they do gas this way. Go to Sam's over in North Little Rock, and gas at North Little Rock. It went up two cents over the weekend. By the way, it used to be two dollars and eighteen cents. That's to get you to come there and fill up with gas, feeling that if I get you to go there for that, I can get You'll you to come, come in the Sam's and you're going to buy stuff there. It, I needed to go to the grocery store Saturday. I went to Sam's because I knew I was going to get gas. So I said, why do go two things? Else, yeah. I'm just going to go there. Plus, I'm, I've, I'm really sick of Walmart right now going lefty and I'm, I'm – pulling away from doing any kind of business with well them. sam's is walmart too sir now, i you know, know that, that is i understand that but it's I'm hard to get saying, away from the mono- monopolies you know, here i probably will walk away and go back to kroger is what i'll end up doing just saying well you can't just carry saying. your gun there either well i understand it was it's more than that it, you know, at least kroger hasn't joined joined bloomberg yeah, exactly. Uh, with his guns against America or whatever it is that he calls this thing. All right, let's get back to the news after we take a break. It's 21 after 3. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. That's Elizabeth. All right, she's going to be here until 4. Uh, at 5 o'clock, you hear my first hour again because it was important that you learn a little history. I'm going to tell you where uh, the whole deal came up with where churches aren't charged taxes why is that long ago i'm gonna tell you yeah long ago long all the way back to the roman ago. empire all right i'll tell you i'm gonna tell you all of that but when we come back i'm gonna play adam shift again 
where he said that uh, there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo to impeach President Trump. And then I'm going to play the minority whip in the House, Steve Scalise, and uh, what he says about Adam Schiff, and we'll look at that. Uh, I want to see what Senator Graham had to say about Trump uh, dealing with uh, Erdogan, uh, the president of Turkey. I want to talk about that a little bit. Peggy Noonan went after Hunter Biden. Thank goodness somebody else is doing some of this besides just the president. I've got the AP's Julie Pace. She went after Hunter over the weekend as well. We'll have her. (laughs) Somebody needs to. Uh, I've got uh, Elliot Engel from the 16th District that's in the Bronx in New York. How he dodged around uh, the whole thing on an impeachment vote. Uh, for you as well. And CNN reporting that Elizabeth Warren still doesn't want to comment on what the cost of Medicare for all will be. I got all that and more. And Thursday, going to be in Dallas at the President's Rally. We're going to broadcast live 2 to 6. It will be me and Jan Morgan for you right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Elizabeth is here with me today. She'll be with us until 4. I am going to replay the first hour again for you today because I spent about 35 minutes talking about the whole thing about tax exemptions for churches. Where did that come from? Religious organizations, nonprofits, things of that nature, and that many of the uh, Democrats that are running for the nomination uh, for 2020 uh, would have no problem getting rid of that uh, deduction. With that, in fact, I get Kate that joins us from Cabot. Is that right? All right. So, Kate, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Hi, Dave. Um, I'm a lifelong Democrat. Okay. But I make sure that I listen and read a lot of things, and I was in the news business for 35 years. Good. Most Mostly community journalism and starting out in Memphis. But the uh, TV shows y'all were talking about a while ago, Newsmax and something else, OAN or whatever. One News America. One so American anyway, News. One American News. I, I, I do get them on my DirecTV package. Oh, do we? I didn't know that. I yeah. got DirecTV. And uh, I have some friends that are from uh, this area, and they do RV stuff, and they're living there in Arizona now, but they get it. Okay. Uh, nice. he, and I, he and I are on different uh political sides but we chat about it and he was mentioned that station and i watched it a few times okay so anyway i just wanted y'all to know that yeah those two stations i don't know which package they're in and or how but i've got both of them direct tv right. direct tv yes, then ma'am. i need, yes, I need do you know what channel uh one american <laughs> news is on direct tv by chance i can back i just walked in my house i can look on my tv Three forty-seven. Oh, I've been told. I've been told it's three forty-seven. And you can always ask Siri what channel something's on. Great. This is good news. Uh, but yeah, I have. And uh, but like I said, and I just hate Democrats all getting uh, our Republicans either all getting brushed with the same brush. Mm-hmm. You know the thing on the religious taxation. I didn't get to hear that, uh, but I, I did on the phone. And, I mean, I don't care if churches get a tax, tax exemption, right? Yeah. You know, and I've, I've uh, 
never voted for a Republican. But, I mean, so don't, you know. Did you give us hope, Miss Kate? (laughs) Ma'am? You give us hope. Well, I just hate that we just all carry on and are so far apart. And I don't think our president's helping one bit. And if, if people do, then they need to turn some of that stuff on and let their kids watch it so they can talk like that. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll All be right, back Dave, with, with, that, with and, that news. Uh, thank you for calling in. I'll call your guy back and tell him what channel. All right. Appreciate it. Thank Bye. you much. We thank got you. the news. Thank you for your call. Okay. Back with you, Dave Ellswick oh, Show. No, wait, we, we didn't go anywhere. We we stayed right here in the studio, but we always it, it's just a typical thing to say. Coming back. Back with you. Back with you that I'm on your radio now. That's what that's about. Or... Because if you've been watching on Facebook, you notice I didn't go anywhere. But you noticed that Elizabeth and I talked about the whole break. Yes, we did. You don't need to know what it was about unless you're a lip reader. And we thank uh, Kate for calling in uh, before we went to the news. And, I had no idea it was you know, on a cable. And, and look, I yeah, that, that, that's great for me. I agree with her to a point. But... I want to tell you how I feel about this as a, as a conservative. I've tried not to, uh, until here, just in the last 10 years, to be honest, have not gotten this invictive streak about me at times. And the reason I have it is because I used to argue all but nothing but facts. But the other side would call me names and then take my facts and twist them and lie. And I got to the point where now I'll call a liar a liar and I'll make fun of the other side because that's what they've done to us for years and years and years. And I'm going to continue to do it because since I've been doing it, be honest, people pay more attention to what it is that I'm saying about the other side. And when they start looking at the facts that I present about the other side, they go, hmm, there's a lot of truth to that. I will tell you uh, things that I say, if I'm telling you it's a fact, as far as I know, it is 100% factual and backed up, okay? Just so you know. To, To make that point, earlier in the show, I talked about, there were some Democrat senators who attacked uh, our president and wanted dirt dug up on them. I mean, we can go all the way back to the to the Russian collusion investigation for that. And Kate, being a former uh, reporter, I'm sure you understand that a lot of the things that were happening during that time were fabricated and with pure BS and we're not being reported factually nor truthfully. And so you had these Democratic senators about a year and a half ago. Now, they're going after the president because supposedly uh, in this uh, in his phone call, he asked the uh, Ukrainian president uh, to uh, look into Biden and Biden Jr. Well, Read the transcript. And, right, and he did. He did. <laughs> He did. He asked that. Sure. He didn't ask a quid. He didn't offer them a quid pro quo, though. And, and have, that's why Adam Schiff now saying doesn't matter. 
It was a quid pro quo. He said it was a well, because we caught him trying to fool us again. That's it why it was the. Uh, it was because they said he's abusing the power of his office. Let me just tell you what the Democrats have been abusing the power of their offices for years, and that's why I keep coming back to this probe or a probe that should be done about these Democratic senators. Three very well-known senior Democratic senators, Durbin from Illinois, Menendez is from New Jersey, and Leahy from Vermont, Vermont, all right, who are huge libs, all right? They are huge lefties. Thought leaders on the left, for sure. All right. They threatened Ukraine aid during the Mueller probe for what reason? Because... They were, the Ukraine was, uh, they wanted them to investigate President Trump. Hear me? They wanted them to investigate President Trump. We have the letters. Let me let Elizabeth talk about it. She's got the story. Well, we just put a link up on your Facebook page, Dave Ellswick Show Facebook page, to the actual letter itself. This was back in May. We now know it happened in May. And these three wrote a letter to the Ukraine prosecutor general. This is the fellow named Lutsenko, Lutsenko. And this is what it said. Expressing concern at closing four investigations, they said were critical to Mueller's probe. Now, this was back in May. In their letter, they said that their support for U.S. assistance to Ukraine was at stake, describing themselves, quote, strong advocates for a robust and close relationship with Ukraine. We have supported the capacity-building process. We are disappointed that some in Kiev appear to have cast aside these democratic principles to avoid the ire of President Trump. They demanded that Prosecutor Litsenko reverse course and halt any efforts to impede cooperation with our important investigation. Mm -hmm. In other words, we want you to do what we want you to do, never mind anything else. And we are going to keep away from you the aid. And so here's what Rand Paul said to it over the weekend. This is what he had to say. Cut number two. You want an investigation into a letter three of your fellow colleagues in the Senate wrote to Ukraine uh, trying to dig up some stuff what a year year and a half ago i think the only thing consistent about the whole discussion of people threatening ukrainian aid is that everybody seems to be doing it Mm -hmm. on both sides but it can't really be one side of there accusing the president of doing it well joe biden threatened the aid and then three senators wrote a letter to the ukrainian government they said if you don't continue investigating trump and help the Mueller investigation we may pull back on your aid so it sounds like everybody and their brother is threatening ukrainian aid so we can't have two standards. Democrats get to threaten Ukrainian aid, nothing happens to them. Now they want to impeach a president over this? Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it's looking more and more like it's just a very much a partisan attack. There you go. And I have to agree with that. These guys have been doing it already look, for a year and a half. Look how many things they've tried, everywhere from the Russian hooker to, uh, uh, you know, gosh. Schiff thought on he on got on he got on on punked. In, in he got office. punked by... Uh, a, a Soviet disc jockey uh, nude pictures who said, I got, of Trump. I got nude pictures nude of pictures the president. Of he's like, oh, really? 
And I and we does, have does we Putin have, know? We have answers between uh, uh, of a phone call of uh, was it was it Putin's uh, goddaughter or something like that, and and about these pictures, and he says you've got the phone calls. Well, yeah, we'd be interested in those. Now, what is the difference <laughs> in that? And, I mean, this all goes back, as I keep telling you, go back to the very day the president took the oath of office and the Washington Post had a headline on the front page under the fold that said, and I'm gonna, this is not verbatim, this is me saying it, so it, it's a little bit different, but it was this, the, the point of it was exactly the same. And now the impeachment of President Trump begins. begins. Mm-hmm. On the day he was inaugurated, they've been trying to get rid of him since the day he was inaugurated. And I'm not saying it's only the Democrats. There's Republicans that are deeply in the swamp oh, as yeah. well oh, that yeah. have been helping them. And that's why we're not getting a lot of action on this stuff because they're blocking him on the inside. I'm they're blocking him on the inside. It's, it's but let me crazy. make a point here. It's not just Trump that they're after. It's half the country. 63 million of us put that man into office to restore our country. It's yeah, us they want. 65 million of us voted for Hillary. <laughs> it's yeah, it's us vote, they're after. You needed to get out and understand the Electoral College. But I'm just saying, half, you know, roughly half the country, they want us. They don't want just Trump. They want us gone. Yeah, I agree they're with that. They're trying to erase us just like they're trying to erase him. And, and isn't it interesting that Schiff wants to do everything behind closed doors? Just over the weekend, he said, we may not necessarily have to have the whistleblower uh, testify before us because they're scared for their life, right? Well, not only behind closed doors to the public, there was a news story this morning. Yeah, they're Matt not sure Gates, Representative Matt Gates out of Florida, sits mm-hmm. on the Judicial Committee, and they, are, of course, are responsible, supposedly technically, for some of this. So they're having the hearings today with the judi- um, sorry the ah, the Intelligence Committee with Schiff. So Matt Gates tried to go into the room and was removed. A, a U.S. representative sitting on one of these two committees because he's not the correct party. That's correct. Now, you know, Democrats. And you know what the Democrats you, say? It was Schiff says it. So it, whether you like it or not, he's a Democrat. So he's the mud that he splashes. He splashes on you, too. The bottom line is he made the statement. We don't want to tip our hand to the president. So we we're not letting any of the Republicans know anything. Yeah. You just keep going, Democrats. And the American people are really going to feel real good and confident about all this stuff you're doing behind closed doors. I'm sorry. It, it is. They, someone on the news, I don't know who it was, one of our Republicans said they may have some sort of legal authority because, you know, they changed the rules in the sure. House the very day they started this stuff. Sure. They do not have the moral authority. And I'm going to, you know, it's the voters who've put these Democrats into office, people. Wake up. Wake up. Yeah. And on top of that. Uh, Steve Scalise, Congressman Scalise, who, of course, from Louisiana, just a minority whip for the Republicans <laughs> on the House side. Here's what he had to say about Adam Schiff. Cut number three. 
Wow. I mean, think about this. He, Schiff wants to impeach a president of the United States behind closed doors. As have we seen anything like this? I mean, Andrew Johnson, they didn't even try to do it this way. Uh, you look throughout the history of our country, again, only three times in the history of our country have impeachment proceedings come out of a committee. Every single one of them started with a public vote, not secret, but public. Uh, and this idea that you could hide everything in secret when they've got a track record of throwing out false information time after time uh, to try to undermine the president. And then the president, they never thought, Maria, that the president was going to release the transcript. Uh, because if the president didn't release the transcript, could you imagine the media narrative and the shift narrative uh, that, OK, look at all these high crimes and misdemeanors. We need to get to the bottom of it. And it turns out uh, there were none. They cannot name a high crime and misdemeanor. They're searching around on a witch hunt for it. But that's not why you have a grand jury proceeding, for example. If he wants to use that analogy, uh, does a district attorney really go and say, hey, we're going to go and try to indict this person. Now let's go see if we can find evidence of it. Uh, and in behind closed doors, they secretly uh, try to find something. That's not how it's done. It ought to be in public. What is Schiff trying to hide, I think, is the real question. When we've got an election next year, mm. the people of this country should decide the president next year, not Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi behind closed doors, for goodness sake. Yeah. All right. So that's what Steve Scalise had to say. Great guy. He, By the way, he's the one who was gunned down uh, <laughs> while the Republicans were having... Uh, baseball practice almost died yeah just about killed him he had multiple operations because of it and uh, and said that he doesn't hold sanders responsible for his shooting because he's a republican Mm -hmm. so anyway there you have it we got to get a break and when we come back uh senator graham you know he wasn't happy that (laughs) trump pulled the the people out of syria no, but he wasn't. now, now he kind of says, you know, Erdogan, uh, the president of Turkey, he's going to rue the day that he's doing what he is doing right now in Syria. Okay, so back, do you have a? Is there was there a little bit more that you wanted to add into that story about the uh, Democratic senators? Because Rand Paul's right; both sides have been trying to influence. Uh, the Ukrainians, uh, the Democrats trying to get the, uh, the, the government over there to investigate Trump and give them more information about that. Uh, the Republicans, the president, uh, going over there wanting to get to the bottom of, uh, uh, the dossier and everything for the the Russian investigation that went on because that was all fabricated. But who fab who put the money up? That's where that what they're trying mm-hmm. to get. All right, we know that the uh, fusion people who wrote the dossier had a very close relationship with some people in the FBI and with the Clinton campaign. You know, you can spend all day, and I did spend a little time over the weekend, and you can easily find a lot of information about things that have gone on in the past mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Yeah. They've been around. They've you know, been involved. I- involved in corruption. It, it, they they had corrupt operations over there. They got those people bumped out. That's why Zelensky wanted to get along well with Trump. Guess what? They both ran on anti-corruption platforms. That's Why right. would they not be talking together 
about anti-corruption in their countries. And months, what is wrong months with the, ago, it was announced by Attorney General Barr that I will get to the bottom of the Russian investigation and the whole FISA court thing. That that report should be out hopefully this week. Tick, tick, tick. And tick, if it comes tick, out tick, and tick. it has a lot of the stuff that I think is going to be in it, the FBI is going to have more than just egg on their face. They're going to have deep, hot, steaming doo-doo on their face. You probably and Comey will be at the middle of it. Brennan. Oh, Brennan. That's the CIA. Comey. Well, okay, we between the CIA, the CIA and the FBI, they're both heavily involved. But I just know that the FBI definitely uh, doctored the FISA stuff. Well, two things. Number one, this week... As we await the release of the Durham investigation report, expect the hubbub to get very, very loud. loud on very the impeachment loud. side. It's going to get a lot crazier. And then I, I hear a voice in my head for about two weeks now. I'm hearing all this impeachment talk and the Democrats are doing all these things and they're doing it all behind closed doors and they have total control. And I hear a voice and it was Tim Griffin couple, three, four, five, what, five years ago now, when the Republicans, he would say, we can't get anything done in Congress because the Republicans only have half of one of three branches of government. Well, I'm sorry. We're kind of in that same boat today, aren't we? They have half of one branch of three branches of government. They are not king. If you don't have the House, the Senate, and the White House, you're going to get very little done because one house or one president can stop a lot of things they're trying to do. And then the other side's going to jump up and say, you're abusing your presidential Absolutely. power when you do that. The Democrats being are a saying president. the exact same things that we said when we when the House was passing bill after bill after bill after bill and the head of the Senate, who at that time came from Nevada, Put it on his desk and wouldn't USMCA, bring it up for a vote. USMCA sitting on Pelosi's desk right now. And All three countries are ready to go, win. and they will not well, give Mexico's the president a win. already authorized it. Canada. That's is what I'm saying. We're ready to go. Three quarters of the way done. We haven't even begun. But we want it here. It. The people that understand what's going on with that, we want it. The done. farmers want it. The farmers want it. We want it, and. Pelosi and the Democrats are so blinded by their hate and their refusal to accept the results of the 2016 election. We saw a bumper sticker. About that they're them. not going to do anything to help our country. Great bumper sticker today on a pickup truck. I was, we were over at BJ's having lunch, and that's where Elizabeth <laughs> and I, when we get together, and she's going to be on the show, we go have lunch together. We went to BJ's. Great place to eat, by the way. Go over there. Jeanette, uh, Jeanette I think it's Jeanette, is the owner. It's a fantastic job there. Great, great food. But there was a a bumper sticker on the back window of a pickup truck that said, we won. Get over it. I love it. It's true. I love it. It's and true. I'm sorry, but our country is set up so that every four years, as far as the presidential uh, position is concerned, every four years, people get to vote. That's what we do here. That's what America is built on. That's our foundation. That's how we operate. Wait three and a half, four years, try again. The reason you've heard this, that we're doing all of this, having to go through all these games, is they know full well that the ideas they're proposing and the policies they want to put in place in our country are not going to fly. 
I they quote, cannot beat him at the ballot box. They're going to do it by fiat. I will quote Congressman Al Green of Houston, who is a Democrat and looks like a Geico caveman. <laughs> when, when he said, we have to impeach him, he may win again. That's exactly right. That is not our country. No, doesn't I have sound, said, how long have I said, I these people are not really, I mean, I'm sorry, they're anti-America. I don't know what they want, but they don't want America. Not the way America is. Not what we and do what here. It has been. What we stand for, what we believe in. We are unique in the it. world. They want to be Europe. I'm just they telling you. They want to be like everybody else. They want to be France. Over my dead body. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Not going to happen I'm, on my watch. I'm, fought, I'm fighting it. Been Fight fighting every it way we can. On the, on the radio for many, many years. But I'm here to tell you, we've got to do a better job of fighting. We're back after the news, which is next. Tower was really important in that we went back and covered uh, some history for you to let you understand why what Beto and other people have said about churches should lose their tax-exempt status. Uh, Beto thinks uh, they should if they oppose same-sex marriage, things of that nature. And uh, that goes all the way back to the Roman Empire. So I, I, I did kind of a historical thing for you so you would understand it. If you're a person who, if somebody says, well, I don't think uh, churches should have, should be tax exempt, you'll have a, a way to answer them now. You'll, you'll have facts for them. And uh, that's something that's important. So we'll cover that uh, again. Uh, for you who've just joined us, uh, Thursday, I will not be in studio, but I will be on live. I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I told you last week that we were uh, offered the uh, ability to go to uh, uh, head to uh, Dallas, Texas, to cover the president's rally that he's having there, and we're the only station in Arkansas. Uh, that was offered that opportunity, and my show specifically was offered. So we're going, and from 2 to 6, we'll be right there at site. Should be a lot of newsmakers around. Uh, we'll be grabbing them. I just talked to Zach to see if I can get him to go uh, as being one of my on-ground people that you need. I mean, once I go on the air, I can't get up and say, 
oh, there's a vice president, you know, and run over and ask him to come on. Uh, I got to have somebody there who can do that for me, go over and talk to Kate Harrington or whoever it might be, or Seth Mays from here in Arkansas, who probably will be there with the RNC. So all of those things, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to do this. Uh, We're going to broadcast live on the radio. We're going to broadcast live as uh, we've been told we'll have an ethernet cable, uh, which is a hookup to the internet for ourselves. So we should be able to do our facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick show live broadcast. So you should be able to watch it as well. And if, if, uh, if Zach comes, then I can tell you that uh, that's an advertiser trying to call me uh, that I, I'll tell you this as well. He'll be running the, the tablet that runs the Facebook show so that he can you know, do close-ups of guests and people like that that come on the air, and he can he can type in little things about you know, there's their name, this is what they do, and all of that. So it, it's going to be exciting. We're excited about it. If your business still wants to get involved, you can at a very reasonable price. All you have to do is ta- is email me at Dave at salem s a l e m l r dot com you can get in at uh at 500 bucks and you're going to get some nice commercials out of it some nice promos out of it and uh it's a big deal it's going to be a big deal all right understand we're the only station in arkansas that has been cleared to do this there's some in some stations in texas we're the only station in Arkansas, and that's, as far as I'm concerned, that is a, a nice nod from the Republican National Committee about uh, this show. They know that we support the president. They know that uh, we keep giving you the information about what's what's going on. I just got something from Seth. Zach, here's what he says. I need all the names of the people coming, airtime, setup time, and the best point of contact for the day of all. Uh, day, of, day of, I've got your cell phone, so that should work. So we're on, baby. I won't be here Wednesday, best of show on Wednesday. Won't be here Friday, best of show Friday, because I'm not flying. We're doing this basically on a shoestring budget. That's why I remind you, because it came in so late, it, we didn't have time to go out and really, really press hard for uh, advertisers. We got the, the money we need for the rooms and things and, and food. But instead of buying plane tickets, I'm going to buy gasoline. All right. So I'm driving the station vehicle there and back. So travel days on Wednesday and Friday, just so you know. All right. Let's get back to some information for you. Uh, a lot more information uh, you probably heard what uh, the president has done, sanctions on Turkey. He warned the Turkish president, and that's uh, Erdogan, uh, that if you go out and you start just indiscriminately bombing places, uh, we're going to uh, have some problems, and I will crush your economy. That's exactly the words that the president used. I'll crush your economy. Senator Lindsey Graham uh, had this to say about the president. 
Well, what's going to happen is I'm going to meet with the president this afternoon. I've been working with Democrat and Republican colleagues to issue sanctions against Turkey, and the blame here is with Turkey. Three weeks ago, I met Erdogan at the U.N. in New York, this safe zone concept of where we'd keep Turkey and the Kurds away from each other with an international force was working. A week after that, he basically lied to me, called up President Trump, saying I'm going into Turkey and the rest is history. It's quickly deteriorating inside of Syria. I blame Turkey. There's going to be crippling sanctions imposed by the Congress to supplement what President Trump's administration has done. We're going to send a signal to Turkey that's unmistakable uh, in the eyes of Erdogan and the world, and we're going to break his economy until he stops the bloodshed. There you go. And uh, we'll see what uh, Erdogan has to say. Uh, because, you know, when those sanctions hit, they don't just hit him. They are going to seriously impact his people. And they won't like uh, what's going to be coming for their, their folks. Uh, anyway, let's go back and, and, and look at some other things. So I wanted to, I wanted to play that by Lindsey Graham. Uh, the Hunter Biden story. I mean, ABC is going to do a story. I think they're going to do an interview tomorrow, some emotional. And Hunter's, oh, you know, yeah, it was a drug addict. I've got myself cleaned up now. You know, he's going to do this whole thing. And, yeah, I rode over on Air Force Two with my papa. And I went over and papa introduced me to people. And he won't say any of that. I'm just saying he'll not say any of that. But the bottom line, it's exactly what happened. You know, Daddy Biden introduced him to some big players. He got working with some uh, Ukrainian uh, company over there. Uh, And now we know that he was working as well with, you know, some other companies. And and he's had his fingers because his Let me just put it this way. If if, if Zach Thomas, my, my guy, went over... And uh, and tried to get on the board of some big, uh, you know, uh, company, energy company. He did. He wouldn't have a snowball's chance, and you know where. But if his last name happened to be Zach Biden, and his daddy was the vice president of the United States, probably could get aboard that board, and that's exactly what's happened. And he's on the board of a Chinese company. Same thing, making making millions of dollars a year. I mean. Just in what he was doing in Ukraine, $50,000 a month. I would think that would raise everybody's eyebrows. $50,000 a month because he's sitting on the board for what? All right. A month. You, you do the math. All right. $50,000 times 12. How much that equals out to in a year. In, in China, he evidently for his company got about almost $1.5 billion of business for him. Would that have happened if his last name wasn't Biden? I mean, this is what we're talking about. This is the corruption we're talking about. And there's more than just this, all right? And this is not just Democrats. I'm telling you that right now, all right? There's state stuff goes on with the Republicans as well. How do you think somebody runs sometimes for being a congressman and they're only worth Hundred grand. I mean, you can be worth a hundred grand, and not have hardly anything, but a house, a car, uh, maybe a little bit of savings. All right, 
but they come back after serving eight years in the Congress, and they're worth millions, several million dollars. Well, you get insider trading information on companies that are making, uh, you know, moves on on uh, drugs or this or that, and uh, you buy stock and things of that. I mean, John Kerry made a killing doing that, a killing. People know it, too. Nothing ever happened to him because everybody does it. I'm just saying that that's the way it works. Well, the whole this whole thing about Hunter Biden. A couple of people came out on stories this week that are important. Peggy Noonan, who's kind of conservative. All right. I, I use kind of because she ain't nowhere near where I'm at. I'll tell you that. But she's kind of conservative. And she talked about the Biden story. And, and here's what she had to say with cut six. Yes, uh, Trump is the president. He has that megaphone. I think Joe Biden for the past two weeks has been a little on the back of his heels over this issue. Not sure how to address it. Not sure what exactly precisely to defend and what to concede. But I have to tell you, Cornell, I, I disagree with you a little bit. I don't think this is merely a muddy the water story. This is a story that at least half the American people understand the Hunter Biden story as a story of the swamp. The elite, buddy buddyism, using your family influence to do well in life. The American people don't like it. They have never liked it. There you go. And she's exactly right. She's exactly right. That's see, that's the way this is being sold by the media, as Peggy Noonan just said. You're trying to sell this as well, the president's only bringing this up because the president got, you know, caught uh, talking to the Ukraine president. And, uh, Bottom line, you're just trying to muddy the waters and uh, about the impeachment thing. Nope. I think that he's doing exactly what he intended to do to show the corruption that's going on over there. That's the same thing with Rand Paul calling out these three senior Democratic senators who have been doing exactly the same thing, but nobody over there, nobody uh, wants to censor them and throw them out of the Senate. Don't hear any talk about that now, do you? Because there's a lot of people doing it. That's what it is. And if you throw the stones and break the glass of their their house, they might start throwing some stones back at the glass that your house is made out of. A lot of people getting into this. Now, I was surprised with this next piece of, of audio. It comes from the Associated Press. I'll play that for you, but we've got to get a break in. Let's do that, and then you're going to hear from the AP's Julie Pace and what she has to say about the whole thing about Hunter Biden. You know when you're in trouble politically? Zach, do you know when you're in really in trouble politically? When the people in the media that are supposed to be on your side attack you or start doing stories and they go, hmm, you know, Okay, so that this is what's happening with the Hunter Biden. Now, ABC's in the tank, okay? They're going to try to resurrect this thing tomorrow for Hunter. I'm just telling you. But the AP came out this weekend, and here's what they had to say. Cut nine, this is AP's Julie Pace. 
I remember I was covering the Obama administration in the second term when this happened, and it was it was confusing why Hunter Biden was uh, was on the board of this company at the same time that his father was active in Ukraine policy. Doesn't mean that there was corruption. Right. It doesn't mean that there was anything illegal about it. But certainly the optics of it didn't look good. And I do think, you know, to Trini's point, uh, it is going to be really interesting to see how uh, how other Democratic candidates uh, grapple with that issue. Do they want to take Biden on head on on that? Or do they, to their numerous points there, try to keep the focus on Donald Trump? All right. So that's what she had to say. If you play that along with what Noonan said, let's play Peggy Noonan one more time. Cut six. Yes, uh, Trump is the president. He has that megaphone. I think Joe Biden for the past two weeks has been a little on the back of his heels over this issue. Not sure how to address it. Not sure what exactly precisely to defend and what to concede. But I have to tell you, Cornell, I, I disagree with you a little bit. I don't think this is merely a muddy the water story. This is a story that at least half the American people understand the Hunter Biden story as a story of the swamp. The elite, buddy-buddyism, using your family influence to do well in life. The American people don't like it. They have never liked it. Here's what the American people say. That's how the rich get richer. Just telling you, that's exactly what they think. And you know what? They're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. That's exactly how the rich get richer. They, uh, they play that cronyism all the time. And that's what happens. And that's what Julie Pace is saying. May not have been anything illegal, as she said, because she was saying that because she was on CNN. And uh, may not have been anything wrong. However, the word, when you're talking with the media, optics. The optics, it doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good because you know. You know, it doesn't look good. And you know what else? It doesn't smell right. It doesn't pass the smell test. That's the key. Look, Martha Stewart went to prison because of this kind of stuff for two years, all right? These people, they make millions off of doing this stuff, millions. Lots of corruption, just a lot of corruption, just for your notification, lots and lots of corruption. All right, we got news coming up. We want to get to that when we come back. A story about the lack of an, an impeachment vote. You get uh, a congressperson, congressman, congresswoman in front of a microphone and ask them why there's not an impeachment vote. Why not put everybody on the record? You'd be you'd, you'd be very entertained by the answers. Uh, well, Elliot Engel Congressman from the Bronx, 16th District, uh, you hear what how he had to handle it, uh, as well as CNN. What did I just say about when the people who are basically your friends suddenly start asking some real serious questions about you or over and over and over again, and CNN has done this with uh, Warren, uh, Who's the guy that does the late night uh, talk show? Um, used to be on Comedy Central. Now he does his own talk show on one of the ne- the networks. I can't. Colbert. Yeah, oh. Colbert. Yeah, Colbert. He, you know, he's questioned Warren about this, and that is, 
How are you going to pay for Medicare for all? Well, CNN asking that question, too. We're going to play that for you when we come back here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. So got both of those. Then it's getting kind of ugly out there in, uh, you know, uh, political land. Bernie Sanders used one of the worst pejoratives right now if you're a Democrat. He called another Democrat a social, or a, pardon me, a capitalist. Okay, let's continue on. Uh, I've got the uh, last 25 minutes of a live program tonight. I've got some uh, important stuff i got to do after 5 o'clock. got to contact people about this Thursday thing. And i uh, got to know exactly who's going with me. I know it's me and Jan, but there might be a couple more people uh, that are going to be in support of this. I'm trying to get Zach to go, just so you know. So Zach would run uh, us being... Uh, live on Facebook. He would take care of all of that and zero in on people and all that. I know you want to go, Zach. You want to go. You want to go down there and see what this is like all about. It is so, it's going to be so much more fun than going over and doing something at the uh, Capitol. Just so you know. Okay. And, but you got into the Capitol. I'll never forget. Let me quick, quick story. Zach, You've been in radio now, what, about two years? Four years. Okay, well, four years on the, uh, is that counting college or is that counting, you've been out of college now four years? Been out for three years, but four years here. Really? You see, that's amazing. It just goes so fast. But the bottom line, he had never been over there at the Capitol. And he went, and so I asked him if he would go up. There was a couple of bills that we were following, and they were kind of contentious and controversial. And I said, I want you to go and write down how the vote goes and everything. And he did that. And he came back. And during a break, he was telling me, he goes, that was so cool. He really thought, you did, didn't you? You thought it was cool. And he said, I, he got into it. He really, really did. Well, I want to take you to something that's going to be awesome for you to go to. But first of all, before we do that, I need to play Elliot Engel. He is congressman from the Bronx at 16th District in New York. And uh, he was kind of pressed a little bit about the lack of an impeachment vote. You know, what I've been talking about on the air, why don't you have the vote to pursue impeachment like we've done in the past? And the reason is a simple one. You don't want to put all these Democrats that are in you know, hotly contested purple areas on the hot seat about it. They very well could get unelected, and then you'd watch the House end up in Republican hands again and have to watch, of all the terrible things, have to watch Nancy Pelosi hand the gavel back to the Republicans. I would love it. But I'm just saying I would love it to see it happen. But uh, I remember when she had to do it for Newt. It's just, I'm just telling you, that's what they're trying to keep from happening. So uh, they're asking him uh, about all of this. And Elliot Engel, take a listen. Listen to how he answers this. Cut 11. 
You have said you're fine if there is a vote in the House impeachment inquiry. Why not at this point? Why not put everybody on the record, Republicans and Democrats? Everybody seems to want to be on the record, so put them on the record. Well, we can go on the record by actually having impeachment hearings. I don't know that we need another step to kind of push it further back. Um, Does it bother you to vote? doesn't bother me to vote, but you know the Republicans would rather talk about anything else mm -hmm. than about what's really happened. So they, they throw this out, that there should be a vote. Mm -hmm. If we had a vote on that, they'd come up with six other things. There needs to be a vote. Okay. Uh, I think there needs to be an impeachment inquiry, and we should stop the delaying tactics of the Republicans. There, there you go. You ever heard that bunch of BS like that? Trying to avoid the question of answering it. I don't mind voting for it. Well, you're in one of the most blue areas in New York City. Of course, you don't mind voting on it. But all those other Democrats that are in those purple areas, like that uh, lady uh, in Michigan, you know, where she said that she was leaning towards impeachment and played for you last week, and all the people started booing her. That's, that's the people who don't want to vote. I'm just telling you, to have an inquiry, that's okay, because they're not on the record. But if they got a vote, they're going to be on the record. That changes everything, it, 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 because it, you'll be able to go on any number of articles and say, well, who voted for and who voted against, and see if your representative voted for it or against it. That's why I get irritated here locally uh, with the Democrats and the Republicans, where they don't record votes in committee. I think, I mean, bill, committees are where bills go to die, and we should know how people vote on bills. All right? If they know that nobody's going to know, well, they can vote against something, and then they could tell you they voted for it. Okay? They could do that. But if it was transcribed and then entered somewhere where you go back and check it, changes everything. You know, being responsible for it, being held responsible for it, that's a completely different thing. A completely different thing. All right, I told you, you know, that you're in trouble when the people who typically support you suddenly start questioning you. They start questioning you. And CNN reported Elizabeth Warren doesn't want to comment on the cost of Medicare for all. This has been a story for weeks. So it's been uh, out there in print, but uh, you don't see uh, most of the uh, uh, TV folks or even on the radio, you don't hear too many people covering this. I've been talking about it. She refuses to even give any kind of uh, number. Now, there's been a lot of think tanks that have said over 10 years, it's going to be trillions of dollars. Well, the trillions of dollars is going to come out of taxes. She knows that. You know that. So she doesn't want you to start thinking about that because people don't like it when you raise their taxes. I mean, this stuff's supposed to be free. Not supposed to have to pay taxes to get it. That's like having to pay for it, isn't it? I mean, that's the exact same thing. So CNN reported on this. Let's hear cut number 10. 
I'm going to be looking, for, uh, looking out for how Senator Warren responds to questions about Medicare for All and health care. This is an issue that her primary op opponents have really been uh, questioning her on, on how she's going to pay for Medicare for All. Uh, a person familiar with Senator Warren's thinking on this has told us that uh, there's not really a cost associated with Medicare for All that they know for, for sure. So uh, she, that's why she isn't responding to whether it's going to lead to an increase in taxes or not. Uh, different plans have different costs associated with them, so they're still trying to figure that part of it out. Yeah, they're still trying. You know that it's going to cost a buttload of money. And remember, that's the way they used to measure wine back in the day. That's where buttload comes from. Anyway, uh, it's going to cost a buttload of money when they, they're not even willing to give you an idea or make a, a suggestion that it's going to cost X amount of dollars, it's because they know it's going to be out there in the beyond the stratosphere in cost. Although I don't know how many, if there's a lot of people anymore that can figure out what a lot of money is anymore. They're talking to, used to be Ever Dirksen said, and he was a senator from Illinois uh, back in the 60s and 70s. And he'd say a million dollars here and a million dollars there. And now you're at, you're talking real money. Uh, but now it's like, a tr uh, you know, a billion dollars here and a billion dollars there or trillion dollars here and a trillion dollars there. Now you're talking real money. I don't believe most citizens, it's hard for me to get my uh, uh, hands around it, go on Google and Google what is a trillion dollars and, and let them give you some some good uh, ideas, some illustrations about how much a trillion dollars is, and it will blow your mind. Just telling you, it will blow your mind how much it is. In fact, I'll take a when we take the break, I'll do that as far as a trillion dollars. But when they can't even give you an idea, you know that it's exorbitant. Came out over the weekend. There are certain people in this country that are going to pay 97.5% in income taxes if Sanders is elected. I'd like to know what it's going to be like if Warren gets uh, elected. That's 97.5%. There's people who say, well, yeah, but they make a gazillion dollars and 97.5 cents of every dollar. If they're only if they're only getting two and a half cents of every dollar they make, they're going to still be worth millions. So yeah, we can take their money. Okay, so you're the kind of person that if if things happened in your life, you would think breaking my window and sneaking in my house and stealing from me is warranted because you really needed it, and I didn't. I mean, it, that's not a far step, my friend. Not a far step. You, If you can rationalize it that way, I can take you to you breaking my window and opening my door when I'm not there and stealing stuff out of my house because you've figured out a way to rationalize your need or your want is fine if I have something that you want. All right, get a break. Here on Dave Ellswick's show. All right. 
So I told you I'd get you some illustrations for a trillion dollars. Know that, you know, Apple reached a historic milestone here not too long ago and that they became the first American company to achieve a $1 trillion valuation. Okay. And uh, a lot of people said, how do I begin to comprehend that number? How big really is that? Well, for starters, let me help you out. You can think of it as a million dollars, million, a million, million dollars. I mean, if I, if I said to you, you look, we're going to give you a check for a million dollars. You think you're, 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 you're going to go into the stratosphere going, if I said I was going to give you a trillion dollars, that means I'm going to give you a million checks worth a million dollars for $1 million. You could buy a very nice one bedroom apartment in San Francisco. With $1 trillion, you could buy a very nice apartment for everybody in San Francisco because their population is close to a million. Or you can think of it as a thousand billion. For $1 billion, you could buy, if you wanted to, the Miami Marlins outright. For $1 trillion, however, you could buy the Marlins 1,000 times over. Although if you want to spend that much dough, you might want to write a check because there's just over a trillion dollars currently in circulation in the entire United States. What else in the world is there just a trillion of? Well, there may be 1 trillion species on the planet. That means that Apple could give every species on earth a dollar. And it would take Apple CEO Tim Cook about 31,546 years to count to a trillion if he counted every dollar bill. Think about that. 31 and a half. 31,546 years to count to a trillion. One Two, three. Go back a billion seconds and you'd be in 1987. Go back a trillion seconds and you'd be around 30,000 B.C. I'm just trying to give this to you in a way that you can start to get your your hands around when they start telling you, oh, it's... I mean, what was it? Uh, Harris the other day said uh, free family leave for six months, you know, or, uh, you know, family leave or um, maternity leave for, for anybody who needed it. Well, that's not big. It's only $600 billion. That's all it was. So six, a billion, a billion seconds, and you'd be in 1987. So what, where would it put you for 600 billion seconds? I look at that, you'd be way back there, I'm just telling you. How much does a trillion dollars weigh? Well, one dollar weighs about one gram. So one trillion dollar bills are going to weigh about one trillion grams. Convert grams to pounds, 
And what you're looking at is about 2.2 billion pounds or over 630,000 mid-sized cars of which you could purchase quite a few of them. If the cars were an average price, say $20,000 each, you could buy all of them 385 times over. What does a trillion dollars look like? Gizmodo made this handy illustration in 29 using a computer modeling software. It's really big. And I'll I'll send this to to, uh, uh, Elizabeth and we'll post it on my Facebook account. How does a trillion dollars feel? You better ask Apple that question or ask a, a, a political person that question. Uh, while you're at it, ask what next, because that's called a quadrillion. Just telling you, we're talking a huge, huge amount of money, a huge amount of money. There's videos out that show it to you in video form. Maybe I should put one of those. I got one that's like 10 minutes long just to show you what a trillion dollars it's it's almost inconceivable and you got these people talking about over the next decade spending over on one program one government program 10 trillion dollars and i just told you a trillion seconds take you back to 30,000 bc uh you go back uh, 10 trillion times 10, be 300,000 BC. 300,000 years before the birth of Christ. What I'm saying. So that's why I get upset. Here's the other thing I don't understand. You, you hear Democrats talk about how under capitalism, you know, government is is terrible, terrible. But yet, what do they want to do? They want to build even more government. Even more is what they want to do. Over the weekend, uh, Sanders used a pejorative in his mind, a pejorative uh, for... Um, Warren. You hear what he called her? You hear Zach? What what Sanders called Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, I read it yesterday, a capitalist. He called her a capitalist. Never in my wildest imaginings. Now I'm sixty six, so I've been around for a while. And I've lived in this country for a while, in a long time, in fact. Never in my imaginings would I ever think People would call somebody, as a pejorative, that means a bad word, okay, a capitalist. I like capitalists. You know what capitalists do? They make money. Yeah, they make money. But to make money, what they have to do is they have to go out. They have to go out and create a product, hire people to help make that product, hire people to sell that product. 
so that people can make money for their own families. That's what capitalism does. That's what it does. If you don't believe me, go on and look about look up the story of a pencil. Just look up look it up and read it. Be amazed at what goes into making a pencil. All right, back tomorrow. Don't forget, special show tomorrow, four hours with the Bible guys. And we've got a ton of questions that have come in. We're going to have a uh, rabbi on with us tomorrow from New Jersey. we got a lot of things coming up tomorrow. We'll talk about Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles, a lot of things that we're going to talk about tomorrow here on the Bible Guys. Off Wednesday, off Thursday, best of both those days. Thursday, live from Dallas, Texas, at President Trump's rally. That's all coming your way this whole week here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I will see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Another hour coming, repeat of the first hour. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.